Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to StageCraft, Variety's theater podcast, bringing you backstage and behind the scenes with the stars, creators, and industry leaders bringing Broadway back to life. I'm your host, Gordon Cox. On this episode of StageCraft, I'm talking to the director Marianne Elliott and the actor Matt Doyle about the Broadway revival of Company, Elliott's gender-flipped production of Stephen Sondheim and George Firth's 1970 musical is the British director's latest reimagining of a Broadway classic after her Tony-winning staging of Angels in America in 2018. Prior to that, Broadway audiences had seen her work in the hit plays The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime and War Horse. It was in War Horse that the director first worked with the American actor Matt Doyle, and now he and Elliot have reteamed again for company. Doyle is part of a cast led by Katrina Lenk and Patti Lupone, and he sings one of the show's best-known tunes, which is also one of the biggest singing challenges in musical theater. Elliot and Doyle are both in the virtual studio with me to talk gender swaps, honoring Sondheim, and the struggles and joys of singing Getting Married Today eight times a week. Hi, Marianne and Matt. Thanks for joining me. Yes, thank you for having us. Hi. <laughs> I hear, first of all, that you had, I'm talking to you on Friday. This is the Friday before you open on the 9th. I'm hearing that last night you had sort of a wild performance. How? Tell us a little <laughs> bit about that. We did. We did, Marianne, <laughs> didn't we? <laughs> yeah. That's uh, crazy. It was one of those uh, rare moments in theater where uh, everything sort of... Uh, came to a head and um we had our first technical issue and it was kind of um a rather long pause uh we were there for i think about 35 minutes we were waiting Ooh. to get back up so that's always fun i was backstage um having an actual uh jamie moment and trying to fend off a, a panic attack myself and uh the brilliant 
Chris Fitzgerald and Greg Hildreth went out there and entertained the crowd as we, uh, as our amazing uh, technical staff and um, stage management tried to get us back up and running. But the crowd was there very late with us, but uh, we we got through it. And um, the amazing Anisha Nagarajan also made her debut as Joanne last night, which was so it was an exciting night all around. That's a lot. Joanne being the role that Patty Lupone plays. So that's a big, yes, those yeah. are big shoes to fill for her. I've, Not uh, at all. No pressure yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> Although I've heard she's great. So yes, um, I imagine she's wonderful. That. Yeah. 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 We are also speaking about a week since uh, Stephen Sondheim passed away. So I wanted to ask, what's it been like over the last week just doing the show and, uh, you know, going on with uh, going on with the show, as I say? Um, um, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's been quite a lot, hasn't it, Matt? I mean, um, it yeah. was uh, really a shock when we heard the news because he had been with us just a few days before he came to see our first preview and was just so full of life and was talking and drinking with us all afterwards until the early hours. <laughs> and yeah. he had been saying, you know, that there were all these shows that he wanted to see on Broadway and he wanted to come back into town and see them all. And, um, and we were having a real giggle. <laughs> and so yeah, it was really, it was really shocking. Um, and I told the cast, uh, was it after the matinee, Matt? Yes, after the yeah. matinee, I had got the information that morning. But obviously, the, the um, you know, the, the, the close family wanted to tell all the friends first. And I said, is it okay if I tell the cast um, and that, so that they don't hear it, you know, on social media or anything um, during the show because they had to do two shows. And I don't know how we managed that, but um, they agreed that they would hold the information and that John Doyle would tell the Assassin's cast and that I would tell the company cast, which I did when they came off stage. So they were still in costumes and everything. Wow. And yeah. they got the information that, you know, Marianne's going to say something to you. And I think they were all thinking, oh my God, what's going to happen? <laughs> um, <laughs> and then they had maybe, was it like two and a half hours to get through that before they had to do the show in the evening? Is that right, Mom? Yeah, mm. yeah. It was really overwhelming. I mean, it was obviously right now you hear any anyone call a company meeting and you just think the worst but there's a million different things that it could possibly be so our curtain went right down and they said we need you all to stay on stage and marianne and and chris came out and very uh uh kindly told us before we went up to our dressing rooms and saw the news break and uh you know several cast members like myself just collapsed to their knees it was it was crushing. I mean, we've been through so, so much with this show and this journey. And uh, it was uh, it was a blow that I don't think a lot of us expected. Steve seemed invincible and he was so sharp still and so generous and so present. And um, it, it just was it was just it seemed like such an insult to everything that we had uh, been through and he was just such a wonderful and generous person and I uh I went upstairs and tried to get myself together and Marianne came up and and checked on me and and uh we were there for each other that night and uh did our best to pull ourselves together and do the best show that we could for for him and for, mm. for I mean in lots of ways I think we all feel very um honored because you yeah. know thank god he he 
he came to see the first preview. Yeah. You know, thank God he was there. Thank God he loved he loved it. I had been at his house the weekend before and he had said, um, and I told the cast this, you know, he had said, um, this is the most entertaining musical I have ever seen ever. I'm not just including my work. I'm, I'm including all all musicals. So, of course, I rushed back and told the cast that immediately. <laughs> um, and, you know, we're really, that's an amazing, amazing, amazing honour to have known him and worked with him so closely on this and for him to have come and seen it on our first preview back and to have been so... Um, generous towards it, you know that. Yeah, it, it, it's incredible. Yeah. Have you? How for each of you? How has he been influential? Because Sondheim is obviously such a figure who influences even people who you know have never met him or you know mm -hmm. even been in the same room with him. Um, how has he personally and professionally sort of uh, figured into the way you think about uh, what theater is and what you do? Oh God, for <laughs> musical theater, it's just he's such a lifeline. I mean, he. He is the actor's um, musician. It's really, really incredible how he writes because every single note and every single thing that's on the page and lyric and change in the music matters so, so much to the piece and the delivery. Mm -hmm. And it's very Shakespeare in that sense and very classical theater in that sense. And it's such a thrill to get to dive into something like that because all you have to do is trust the text. And that as an actor is just like the greatest gift that you could possibly have. Mm -hmm. And I discovered Sondheim when I was a kid. And of course, as uh, you know, a teenager, it took me time to really understand um, his music and understand how profound the way he writes is um and then just uh, you know as you mature and grow musical theater it's it's everything that you cling on to is is his work and look towards um as a uh, kind of the the finest work in musical theater there is and it's just been unbelievable to get to do not um one but two revivals i did the sweeney todd off broadway right before uh, company as well um, with him before uh, before we lost him. He yeah. was just incredible and so present and willing to uh, watch his work evolve. It was amazing. Yeah, mm. yeah. I was I was kind of brought up by two uncles when my dad died. I was quite young, and uh, my mom, who is an actress, went to work in Sheffield, and she stayed with these two guys who became sort of uncles to us. And they they walked me down the aisle, and they. They um, were really into musical theatre, and they would play Sondheim a lot in their house, as I, you know, as we were staying there. And so that's how I got to know about um, Sondheim. I mean, I am from a theatrical family, and but it's, I suppose everything is that they all did was all quite sort of straight, serious theatre. And I've definitely been trained in very classic theatre, text-based theatre. But I had this this love for um, his music. I, d I never really thought I would possibly direct one of his shows. But actually, what's been so joyous is that um, it feels like we were sort of a, a really great match. I mean, I think he's he, he's he's always been very generous to his collaborators. Um, he probably makes all his collaborators feel like you know they're very special. But he certainly made me feel very special because. Um, uh, you know, I would always say, you know, I'm, I'm not educated in music. I don't know anything about music. And he'd be like, oh, shut up. It's about this. And it, and and what's great about working on, on the music is that uh, for a classically trained director, you know, like 
I've done a lot of Shakespeare, let's say, as Matt was saying, it is like Shakespeare because so much of the melody as one thing and so much of the rhythm as another thing and so much of the lyrics as a third thing really tell you so much about how to act these 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 parts and how psychological it all is you know there was a there was a moment in rehearsal just an example when I was saying to um <clears throat> Christopher Sieber you know what why do you think at the end of sorry grateful uh that that note is a different note to any other that you've sung in the whole song and why do you think it, it's uh, it's prolonged it's a really long note and uh, we we were talking about it and, and I said, I, do you know what I think it is? I think it's because although the song is about ambivalence about marriage, you know, it's not this, but it is this. It's not that, but it is that. Um, the melody is full of love and yearning. And then that long, high, uh, extended note at the end seems to me like he's saying, I'm totally in love with my wife. I'm just mm. totally in love with her because that's the word is her. Mm -hmm. And it's things like that that you think, oh, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. It just makes so much sense. So he never writes melody for melody's sake or, or word because it rhymes. It's mm -hmm. always a much deeper meaning to it. Yeah. And let's talk a little bit about the uh, this idea you had for a company and how you thought about switching what role what roles you would switch the genders on and it sounds like uh Sondheim maybe needed slight convincing like was open to the idea but needed to see it in action before uh yeah before he he got on board but uh tell us about sort of your thought process and how you imagined you know which roles in addition to Bobby you would think about switching the genders for yeah so um I set up my own theater company with Chris Harper and Chris said to me why don't we do company because it was a it was a show that I had wanted to do for some years and had never been able to but why? now that we were <laughs> because various theaters would say no no you can't do that no I don't want you to do that no and so you're like, then why oh, did okay. you want to can I ask why you wanted to do company what specifically uh, for you was important about it I'd never seen it but the, <laughs> but these uncles of mine would play it <laughs> so I so I knew it um but I was quite pleased I'd never seen it because sometimes you don't really want to be too influenced about something and Chris Harper at the time was his his um, twins were being born and he was out in America actually they were born out here and he was listening to being alive and he's which made him very emotional about where he was at in his life and he said to me why don't we do a company but why don't we do it with a female Bobby because I had always said you know I want to start my own theatre company but it's got to be female based or have female stories I'm really interested in in, 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 you know, female protagonists or writers or whatever. So um, I looked at it and I looked at it really, really carefully. I looked at the book really carefully and I listened to the music really carefully. And it, it took, I mean, I would say, I sort of call it going into a darkened room because that's what it feels like, where you're just totally honing in on the text and really, really looking at it. And I started to think, oh, actually, it could work as a woman and actually it's much more relevant if it's a woman and if it's a woman it could be set now because I know so many women who are in their mid-30s who are starting to hear the ticking of the clock because you know if you go past 35 
and you're pregnant, you're then called geriatric. It's a geriatric pregnancy. I mean, seriously, that's what it's theoretically called. So you've got about five years left of, of fertility, possibly. So a lot of women in their mid-30s, obviously, are hitting crisis points and thinking, I need to settle down. Who is it with? Should I settle down? Should I have children? And when I thought that, that it could be a female Bobby and it could be modern, I then started to look at the other characters and I started to think, um, oh, okay, all the women in this piece, because, of course, it was very of its time then. In fact, it was kind of, you know, extremely ahead of its time then. All the women are kind of kooky and funny and all the men are kind of quite sanguine and, you know, um, laid back about marriage. (laughs) And I thought, "Mm, I'm not sure about that. So I looked at it and thought, oh, you know what, if I swap those characters around so it's actually the man in that relationship who's the one that has problem with heights, why can't it be the man who has the problem with heights? Or in this relationship, it's the man who is popular possibly the stay-at-home husband looking after the kids Mm -hmm. and he's never smoked weed before why can't it be the man that's never smoked weed before um so uh, then then it started to sort of free itself up and um uh, luckily really really luckily because sometimes it was such a um uh, you know a theatre lover he would come to London a lot to see shows and he had luckily seen my shows and he'd seen St Joan and after St Joan he sent me the most amazing letter and then invited me to go for dinner at his house so <laughs> I mean you can imagine how terrifying that was uh, but I went for dinner at his house all this is all prior to me having this idea about company but that meant that I had a kind of in with him I had I kind of knew him so I felt like I could approach him about that and he was really not sure but (laughs) um said okay well in fact he was pretty grumpy about it but then I said well why don't I just do a workshop and and film the end of the workshop which would just be like a week with actors and you know we'll see whether it works and we'll read it and sing it through and we did and um, he watched it and I said, you know, please make sure you've got some young people watching it with you and some women. <laughs> and, and he did. And then he rang me. I think I was doing something else here. What was I doing? Maybe it was Curious, curious Inc- Incident. Yeah, Probably, I think I was yeah. doing Curious Incident. And he said, um, I was in the stage management office during rehearsals. And he said, yes, I think this is a goer. Let's give it a go. But we need to sort of work out together how we're going to go forward and what the minutiae of changes should be. But yeah, here we go. Yeah. I'll have more with Marianne and Matt right after the break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
And now, here's more with director Marianne Elliott and actor Matt Doyle. So, Matt, you are playing one of the roles that uh, is uh, gender uh, swapped. I imagine uh, Getting Married Today is not a song you ever thought you would sing in, Absolutely a, in an official Broadway revival. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> what, how, what attracted you to the idea? What was, the, what was exciting about it for you? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I really didn't anticipate being involved in this in any way, shape, or form. I had heard about the production, and obviously, and I, I love Marianne so much, and heard that it was very successful overseas, and then they were coming here. And I, uh, I got called in originally for Paul. Marianne called me in for Paul. Oh. And uh, when I finally looked at the material and, and thought about it and, and uh, really examined getting married today and thought about it for myself, I was like, well, I'm, I'm Jamie, like through and through. I have an anxiety disorder. I'm like, I am this person, you know, I have a panic attack like once a week. I'm like, All right, this is this is truly who I am. And uh, I went in and luckily Marianne said within about 30 seconds of me singing Paul, oh God, you are a Jamie. <laughs> and so had me start to learn that material on the spot and luckily gave me 24 hours to learn getting married today. And I went back the next day. It still seems oh, like gosh. not enough. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. so Mar Marianne, what made you, you, you'd worked with Matt in uh, Warhorse and what, yeah. what suggested him as a good uh, Jamie? What, what do you feel like he was good? I mean, what really, made that re good fit? really, really nothing. I did not think he would be right for it at all. You thought it was Paul. Yeah. Um, I mean, he came up in the, in the, in this, in the conversations and I was like, oh yes, let's get Matt in. Yeah. That'd be so much fun. What, what could he play? Um, well, I don't know. Uh, let's try Paul. And, but, but when he came in, I mean, the, 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 the part is really, really, really difficult. So you're you're never going to get somebody who's going to walk in the room and they're Jamie. It's just just mm -hmm. not going to happen because it's also highly technical as a piece of acting. Um, so you have to be you know you have to be so many things. You have to be appealing. You have to be technically able to deal with comedy, and that's absolutely a craft. You have to be able to sing. You have to be able to sing at an extremely fast rate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he came in as Paul and, you know, it's a similar thing happened in London. I suppose I, I couldn't quite find the Jamie. So when he came in, I said, oh, well, you're a mate. So let's just, shall we just try a bit of Jamie? Yeah. And we did. And I think it was quite a long, it was quite a long audition, wasn't it, Matt? It was about it was an hour? Almost an hour. Yeah. I yeah. left the room and I was like, did we just rehearse? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We tried it lots of different ways. Yeah. And but it, that's the thing when you know when you know an actor really well you have a shorthand so there's a huge amount of trust there already so mm. we were just kind of playing I think everyone else was looking at their watches going this was meant to be 10 minutes long and everybody's queuing up outside mm. and I was going oh let's just try this yeah <laughs> it was it was amazing I was having a blast when I left I was like what just happened <laughs> what, what, what did we just do um but and I mean, I, I think the the biggest thing, though, that I found myself so attracted to uh, with this context is something that's happened since marriage has been legalized in the States, especially um, for for gay couples, is the, the really big question of, well, just because we can, 
should we? And and that's a line that we've actually put into the show is just because we can doesn't mean we should. And and that and, and and understanding like how we fit into this institution that in many ways uh, women don't feel comfortable with uh, at this point. You know, it is it, how does this work for us? What how does this define us? How does how do we fall into this, you know, hetero normalcy that has been now given to us this wonderful right that we fought for do we do does this actually apply to us and uh and those anxieties getting tied into getting married today is just a whole new layer that i was really excited to explore yeah can, can we talk a little bit about just the technical challenge of it like how okay <laughs> how do you how do you just tell me about how you prepare for something like this and how you sort of get yourself to the point where you can say all those words that fast and also act them while singing them right like how what is the well, it's I guess, such such a different experience from any other song i've ever performed and that's because it's the most technical thing i've ever ever done marianne especially was so intense and i think wonderfully so <laughs> about <laughs> no about breaking about breaking down each thought and in our original rehearsal process especially i would start the song and she would stop me after every single thought and and it was to make sure that you don't realize how many new thoughts are in this song until you really break down every single sentence and look at it i mean part of me is everybody there because if everybody's there new thought i want to thank you all for coming to the wedding new thought I mean, it's so many and we would stop after every single one and think about the trigger words and think about uh why he was saying the next thing and i mean it sounds basic but when you're saying when you're singing this song they fly by within half a second you know and so once we did that work and really 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 drilled that in then I had a base and a muscle memory that I was able to kind of expand off of. And now I can play within the song a little bit and discover new things because it's just there within me. And that's a very different experience than a lot of other songs I've done in musical theater where you get the moment to discover new things every night and you just get to live in the space. And, oh, I liked that color I brought to it there. Like, it doesn't work that way with getting married today. You have to have your structure and a really reliable base. And I still run the song, I mean, maybe 10 or 15 times every night before the show. <laughs> Do you, did you solicit advice from any former Amy's or anyone else or Sondheim or is it like anyone who had any tips or tricks for you? Sondheim always would say that the the speed helps and to trust the speed. Hmm. Um, and so whenever we were working on it slower, that's very true, especially because it is about breath as well. Right. So the speed definitely helps. Um, former Amy's that I've talked to, uh, I've, I've talked to a lot of uh, Amy's that have done it with in their colleges and in community theater, friends of mine. I, I like a... Uh, a woman that was practically like my second mom in, in community theater, I gave me advice on the song before we started. And I just thought it was like the best thing in the world. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, it is, it is mainly about muscle memory so that you can just trust that it's there and then you get to play and mm -hmm. explore. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. We haven't talked much yet about the fact that the show you had played, was it nine previews and then the pandemic hit? And so this opening yeah. that you were heading toward is, uh, as Matt, you said, I think before we turned on the, the mics, that uh, it's been a long time coming. Um, yeah. Was there, were you always, were both of you always confident that the show would be back on Broadway? Oh. <laughs> mm. um, you, Marianne, I, I'm curious to hear what you say. Uh, I suppose I always had faith, yeah. um, but we had just started our theatre company, you know, like four years ago now. So we were a new company and yeah. we were working out of Chris Harper's, you know, sitting room and we have like four people employed by us. Um, and we had done other shows, but we when we were opening company, obviously it was huge. It's like $15 million show or something, whatever it is. And um, we had raised the money and it was selling really well. And we were thinking, gosh, you know, maybe we'll be able to afford an office. And, um, and then we went into the pandemic and the pandemic went on and on and on. And I started to think, well, I'm not sure how theatre as a whole is going to survive, let alone this particular show. Um, but I had a faith that if it were to survive and if our company was to survive, and honestly, it was touch and go for a long time, um, then company would be the first thing because we really believed in it. Um, I mean, there were other, you know, I went, I, I, I did a lot of pitching for other shows and um, during the pandemic, you know, short shows that would have been huge money makers. And I got quite close with a lot of them in terms of the rights. And there's two I could think of where I walked at the last minute because I thought, this is not who I am. It's not what I want to do. This is not what the artistic integrity that I need in my career. So I'm going to just hold out for what I believe in and hope that company will come back and that will be the first thing and we'll take it from there. Um, so... It, it is kind of uh, hard to process. It's quite overwhelming. Um, and being a director, you know, obviously you have to constantly show a face of everything's fine, everything's normal, this is absolutely cool, and we're all in it together, and I knew exactly what was going to happen, and we're going to open. But deep down you're going, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is amazing. Is it going to happen? Oh, wow, oh, wow. But what, I, what has been extraordinary, you know, I said this to the cast and I said this to Matt several times, is that, um, you know, you, you, you can't always see the wood for the trees, can you? Because you're in the moment and trying to deal with the moment. But what's been amazing about coming back is that most of the cast – have come back you know I think one principal didn't come back because he was having a baby um, and they all kept in touch during the pandemic and they needed each other during the pandemic so what's what's amazing on stage is it's a bit like watching uh, Steppenwolf production at times which I'm always very jealous of Steppenwolf because the actors all know each other so well so it's a bit like they're so they're so full of trust and they're so um they so know each other so well that you can't direct that you can't act that you can't buy that um but it it, it creates a kind of atmosphere and a kind of um true knowledge um 
of of each other on stage and you know they're playing married couples or couples that have been together for a very long time and it's, it's just brilliant that's an amazing thing i think we've very bonded as well don't you matt as a company because of what we've been through oh my god i mean it's it's hard to not get emotional even just listening uh to you talk about it just because i I've never been this close to a company before. And I always consider my shows, my family, you know, I'm not the most social person in the world. I love that. That's where my social life is, is at work. And so I have a really hard time whenever any show closes. And we were just getting there with one another. When this shutdown happened, it was, we had just gone through tech, which is always when people really start to bond and you see true colors and see everyone's crazy a little bit more. And we were in previews and, we had just started to really get there and then it was taken away from us. And it was a dream come true for so many of us to be involved in this production and to do company on Broadway and to celebrate Sondheim and, and be on stage with Patti LuPone and so many different things and be in a Mar Marian Elliott show. And I, I had such a hard time throughout the pandemic letting go of it and allowing myself to even tape or audition for anything. I, I I felt like if I put myself out there for anything else, it meant that I was saying that I, I was allowing myself to move on and I just couldn't. Mm. So I'm so grateful <laughs> that it's actually happening and that we're here. But we we did. We came back and it is so much deeper than it was before because we talked the entire time and watched each other cry on Zoom and lifted each other up and had dance parties with Patty in her basement. And uh, you know, you you can't, that's just not something that you can ever give a group of actors is that kind of collected trauma. <laughs> Did you spend the pandemic rehearsing getting married today? Like how? <laughs> Because that's dad, a muscle, right? Like my my father said to me, "This is what I'll say to that." My dad asked me right before rehearsals, "Hey, he's from Boston, so excuse my impersonation." <laughs> hey, Maddie, so uh, have you uh, thought a lot about that song? I know it's a really difficult song that yeah you gotta sing in that show. Have you thought much about it now that you're starting back up again? And I was like, I've had an anxiety nightmare every night for the past two years of this pandemic. Have I thought about it? If every single word is within me, you don't like that's That is not an issue. He was like, Whoa, okay. I'm sorry. I asked. <laughs> so yeah, I worked on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And so Marianne, you've done with Angels in America here on Broadway. Anyway, we've seen Angels in America and we've seen uh, company. Are there any other kind of classics that like what's next on your list for things that you are interested that you, in revisiting kind of properties or titles or musicals that you'd want to revisit? Uh, so the next show I'm doing is called Cock. <laughs> by, by Mike Bartlett. Yeah. Uh, so I go back to London and I'm going to direct that. Um, and then the, oh, well, yeah, there's a couple of things. <laughs> there's a couple of things. <laughs> but I can, I'm not sure if I can say it yet. <laughs> and what what would you like to see as some, as uh, a director who has worked with Matt multiple times, what uh, would you like to see him do next? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Um, well, Matt's got the most amazing singing voice, absolutely uh -huh. to die for singing voice. So, um, 
you know, I mean, not, uh, getting married in 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 company is 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 about the the rhythm and the speed of it. But gosh, I'd love to see him do a really huge part in a musical where I sing out. Yeah, where you really it, sing out. Yeah, it's, it is funny. Katrina and I and the cast did a little uh, concert. Um, right before our show started a benefit concert at birdland and i i sang and katrina grabbed me and she was like i didn't know you did that (laughs) (laughs) she's like getting married it doesn't really show show that that's that's crazy i had no idea um which is uh yeah i would i would love to i guess do a big big leading man (laughs) lots of singing role like what 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 is the show matt I have no idea. I a new show. How about that? Okay. I, well, we yeah. look forward to it. Uh, yeah. And uh, congratulations on uh, Company getting to opening. It's very exciting. Um, and yeah. how long is Company here for? For the foreseeable future? It seems to be doing yeah. pretty great. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Good. As long as people want us. Glad to uh-huh. hear it. Well, um, <laughs> thanks so much for uh, chatting with me. Break a leg tonight, and uh, but not a set. And uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, happy opening next week. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank, Thank you. you so much. That was director Marianne Elliott and actor Matt Doyle of the current Broadway revival of Company, now in previews and opening at the Jacobs Theater December 9th. If you like what you're hearing on this and other episodes of StageCraft, I'd really appreciate it if you took the time to rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us grow our audience of folks who love theater as much as you and I do. Or tell a friend about StageCraft, or give us a shout-out on social media. Find past episodes or subscribe on all the pod places, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on the Broadway Podcast Network, which is a great place to find more theater for your ears. I'll be back in two weeks with another new episode. Until then, find me on Twitter at G Cox Variety. Thanks for listening, and see you at the theater. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.